Hello, my name is Casey and I'm an executive digital media at the UWPM uh, club here in the University of Waterloo and I'm one of the uh, podcast hosts for today's episode. I'm sitting with me uh, today Prashant Baga who is uh, the, actually the, one of the co-presidents of UWPM and a former product manager at Microsoft. So Prashant, please introduce yourself. Thank you, Casey. So I just finished an eight-month internship at Microsoft. It was a beautiful experience, and I would love to share some of my experiences from there, yeah. Cool, awesome. So without further ado, we'll just kick off with a couple of questions so that you generally have a great understanding of both Prashant's experience at Microsoft as a PM, uh, but also just the PM position in general, what he did there, the experiences and the skills he's gained, and some further advice to students who are still seeking their first ever PM internship or full-time position. So the first question I have for you, Prashant, is just, it's a pretty general question, is whether or not you, you see a lot of satisfaction from the, your first PM position compared to, let's say, like a startup where you might have similar roles um, in terms of stakeholders, the amount of work you do, but how, how satisfied and how happy are you with from your first experience at Microsoft? I'm really satisfied. I'm really happy because I took a leap of faith. I actually went above and took on a really big project that turned out to be my highlight. And yeah, like, you know, if I wouldn't have taken that, I would have gone into the same uh, same consensus of that. Like, you know, you go into a large organization, you are not given a lot of responsibilities and you think that, oh, I, I don't think I learned enough. So what I thought was, so let me go back, let me go back. When I started at Microsoft, the first month, I was super happy. I was really happy because obviously a dream come true. I've been struggling for my first two years. I was an international student and this was a big break. First month, I enjoyed. Then I got my first project. A little bit slowly, I like, you know, gradually I started building on it. I started talking to a lot of people, starting to understand the company culture itself. And I kind of went really slow, but I did my first project. I completed it in like four months. I was happy. Everybody was happy. And then I was like, now I want to do something exciting, something challenging. What I did was I had actually built a relationship with the Surface lead. Mm-hmm. Surfaces the Microsoft's hardware business and I kind of like you know had a first conversation with him uh, in the initial days he was I found him I found him a really interesting person a person I looked up to and I was like at this point I want to try I want to try working with him he was in a completely different team sorry I was in a completely different team and I was thinking that what if I just email him let's see where the, where this goes I remember like having showered that particular morning and thinking about what should I write in that email and I think about this entire template that, all right, let me write this. Is there an initiative that you really want to bring to life? I'm like, all right, this is a good line. Let's go to the office, write down an email and send him. I sent him that email and three days later, four days later, he actually responded and he was like, Prashant, I love this. And he was like, it's not a flashy problem, but critical one for sure. And I think you might be able to help us with it. I was super happy. Next day, we meet up and he tells me that, Prashant, this is a $25 million problem for Microsoft Surface business. I was super excited. Mm-hmm. So exactly going back to your question, was that 
satisfying. I'm like, at that point, I was thinking about it that hey, for last four months, I have worked on some cool things. I have been working at Microsoft. I am happy. But now this will give me satisfaction, like working, accomplishing, like just having that accomplishment. That hey, I worked on something really big. That's gonna be super cool. I was super excited. I was like, all right, I just got two more months to go from now, and I will focus only on this one thing. And that's when, like you know, I started like reaching out to a lot of people. Again, Surface was a new business for me. I didn't know anything, so. I started reaching out to a lot of people. I started understanding the business. I started understanding all the frustrations behind why this problem hasn't got solved for more than a year now. And that's when, like you know, one day I, through luck, I found something. Mm-hmm. I proposed an entire execution strategy, a proactive plan, and just two days before me leaving Microsoft, it got approved. Mm-hmm. And that was satisfying. No, that's awesome. The fact that just the a couple days before you left to go left the job to go back to university, and it got approved. That probably felt like you made a large positive impact, right? Right, right before you left, you were perhaps like you were a little bit unsure whether or not it would be approved before you left. So you <laughs> might. So obviously that the, that's a big difference there. I actually wanted to go just a little bit back in time uh, to actually ask you how you got into the product management role in Microsoft in the first place. I'm sure you've probably talked about that a lot. Um, if you don't follow him, Prashant on LinkedIn, guys, do follow him because he does. Uh, he posts weekly, I believe, or daily about um, his experiences from Microsoft and what he's going through now. So, And I believe that you actually did talk about that before, um, about how you got into product management at Microsoft. But just do the podcast again because... Obviously, I do want to hear about it as well. Um, right. Take it away. I really want to know how you got into the PM position. Definitely, definitely. Now, what I really think is that, like, you know, talk about that one really cool incident that happened that got me to Microsoft. I actually want to go a little bit back. So, let me start from the very beginning. When I came to Canada, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And that's the biggest reason why I chose nanotechnology. Because it will just give me exposure to every single field. Mm. Bio, math chemistry every single thing and that's when like you know I had my first internship after eight months and I don't know why I had this idea that hey Waterloo is known for co-ops right everybody does co-op right I will also get a co-op it's easy right I I thought in that way like getting an internship is easy but it isn't like you know you can get an easy job as a researcher for prof- professor maybe you can work for him for free that that that's the general trend that goes on nanotechnology but getting a good job where you can actually feel challenged which is actually exciting it's a little bit difficult and you need to really work for it so for my first co-op i just didn't know what i want to do and again i faced a lot of rejections from all the applications in waterloo works which is our job portal and that's when I realized that, all right, I need to do something different. What I did was I started designing all, like, you know, all those cold emails and just blasted cold emails to every single startup in Velocity, which is our startup incubator. And that's how, uh, that's how Curiato, one of the startups, it's a health startup, they responded back. They were like, Prashan, you're on time. We are looking to hire interns. And I was like, all right, this is it. I went there. I got into that conversation, we started like meeting up, they 
kind of liked me not exactly at that point but obviously I was like a 17 year old kid and that's when like you know they they said that all right so you are coming here from tomorrow and for a very minimal wage I started working over there for first three to four months I was happy I was working as an R&D engineer I didn't expect myself to like you know directly land into a big company and all so that was good I was like all right second one has to be bigger that was that was it so first internship I work as an R&D engineer for second co-op for second co-op now I I really wanted to work as a web developer why because during my first co-op I actually started a blog and like that was a side thing and during like you know while doing all of that I really found that okay I love to build beautiful things I love to see beautiful things so web development is the way to go I want to like create websites and all so again something unfortunate happened I became really sick right right during the interviews period and I was bedridden for like more than a month I missed my lectures I missed everything I directly come to school and I'm like all right I'm in the middle of like you know preparing for final exams finding a job I don't know what to do so because of all of this what happens is that the entire month of January the first month when I should be actually working I was unemployed and that was January 2018 that was the time when I was like super depressed I went to, into that entire reflection time that hey what I have been doing wrong over here like why why even my my first co-op was unpaid okay that's okay but what's happening now now it's like to nearly impossible to get a paid internship and I, like my I, I always had these standards that like you know I don't want to work for an hourly wage where I'm not actually building that like you know building skills right. where I'm not like actually helping my future self mm-hmm. i don't want to work on something where i just go show up i like you know like do some very s- stupid things and then i'm like all right my day is done mm-hmm. i always wanted to look into what's exciting for me in the future mm-hmm. thinking about all of that i'm like yeah i know what i'm doing wrong i'm always late in the game mm-hmm. i do not know i i like i think of it applying to jobs as an assignment that assignment is due tomorrow start working on your resume today start working on cover letter day and submit but no building a resume building a cover letter it's it, it sh- you should put a lot of effort into it because no matter what you can think that how can people judge me from one piece of paper but still that is your way into the door so you still have to work on it so that's that's like you know these kind of thing as i'm reflecting on all of that and one really cool thing happened i started binge watching gary vaynerchuk Everybody should know him if you don't like please follow him Gary V he's the thing and he I used to binge watch his videos and one of his videos he said this one line and listen to this carefully he said everything's that happening to you right now it's all your fault and like you know that's it after i heard this i'm like all right that helps me two ways number one when i hear that it gives me total responsibility that hey you cannot play the blame game i cannot blame the system i cannot blame my program i cannot blame my why would i blame my parents but like you know everybody like i cannot blame blame anybody it's all me i know where i was wrong i started applying like one month ago and all of that so it's all me be early in the game number 2 it gives you accountability that hey you can choose to be happy right now 
if you want choose to be happy just forget about all the things that happen all the bad things that are happening with you and that was a really good phase i also like you know during that time i searched on google that all right now what is the highest paying job in the world google said data scientist and i'm like all right so i'm becoming a data scientist now now i'm taking full responsibility i'm going to work every single day so with, along with that uh, that was january january ended i again sent out cold emails i worked as free uh, as a web developer at a startup incubator in brampton and now for those 3 months it was super cool because for those 3 months during the weekdays i would work as a web developer during the weekends again i sent cold emails and got a r&d in internship or kind of like you know a gig at another nanotechnology startup in velocity super cool after doing that all week i would come back home and now study for data science machine learning take on all the bunch of free courses because i didn't have any money so i would just like you know start binging all the uh, free courses coursera udacity udemy uh, mit open course where howard like you just find all these gems out there right there's so much free stuff free and actual valuable stuff so once that particular thing ended i was like hey i think i spent a lot of time like i spent a lot of time i think i'm super prepared now to get into something now this was summer 2018 i was coming back to school this time all fresh this time with a good perspective i started the uw blockchain club along with my good friend i am part of uw side project club i again keep on working on my data science things i take on a challenge from cutc if you know that it was a really cool conference canadian undergraduate technology conference mm. that's where they had azure machine learning challenge mm. and that's when i was exposed to azure for the first time in that challenge i like you know after competing i stood fifth or sixth and i was really happy with myself like looking at the kind of people i was competing with i'm like hey i learned all this in just 3 months and I just took fifth or sixth. I I'm I'm really happy with it. I also got a really good understanding that how you should work on these kind of hackathons in a really pressured environment and all. That was super cool. Now there was just so many things I did during th- that term. And now again, what basically I did was now like you know my goal was simple. My first and second internships I worked for free. So for the third one, my goal was simple that hey, this time I have to work for a company that if I tell somebody, I don't have to explain what that company does. That was it. That I was like, how can I easily get that? How can I optimize for that goal? So what I did was I studied nanotechnology, and I was like, all right, for my third goal, I want to try some research. So I again come on my cold emailing thing. I send out cold emails to every single Ivy League professor. in nanotechnology oriented field and i tell them that hey i'll work for you for free and that's how in like two days a professor in mit he responded to me he said he he said that prashant i i can't remember exactly what he said but i i used to remember i used to tell people that exact line what he said because that was really cool and he was like indeed prashant we are hiring for interns in fall 2018 and you are welcome or something like that and i was super happy i was like wow this is so cool 
So by the time it was July 2018, I was all set. I was like, I'm looking for housing in Boston. I had my offer letter from MIT. I'm showing everybody that PDF document, like that signed by MIT and all. I was super happy. But then Microsoft drops this hackathon. Microsoft comes to our campus. They have this hackathon called Discover Azure with Microsoft Bootcamp. And the winner of this hackathon would get an interview. That was exciting. And what happens now is I go to that first event, first workshop they host. I sit over there and there is a Azure lead who's asking some questions about technology, about data science, about machine learning. And I see that nobody over there is responding. Like, you know, not a lot of people actually know the answers, but I knew that. Like, you know, somewhere my confidence level increased. I'm like, hey, like, there is a high probability that I can actually win this. And again, the prize was big. The prize was an interview with Microsoft. I could get an interview, get an internship with Microsoft and all of that, right? So within the next one month, when I should be actually preparing for my final exams, I completely like, you know, shut myself down on everything but just like you know sit in my place sit in my residence grab my burrito and like spend that entire day binging on tutorials on azure and everything and like i woke with my team we decided that we were going to build a chatbot i was super happy i was like but i don't know how to do it because in my team i had one business guy who was really good and then we didn't have someone we didn't have a software developer i was like i want to build this so I had to learn all those skills and I like, you know, started like understanding all the code, all I started installing all the, downloading all those apps and all, all those, uh, I don't even remember what the hell now. And what happened was within that month, we built this chatbot, we win the hackathon, I get the interview and I get the internship. That all happened so quick. I was so happy, like, you know, dream has come true. So that's how I got into Microsoft. A very long answer. (laughs) No, but I feel like for a journey like yours, I mean, like, that's pretty extraordinary. That's not an ordinary path to product management, first and foremost. And that's not exactly... That's not exactly like the t- type of typical answer you would expect, right? Like typically, honestly, I'm, I think I'm pretty blown away from your journey too, first of all, because it seems like it's, it's something that anyone can accomplish, but it's always the mindset, it's always the blame that you put, and it's always the effort, right? And I think that's the prime example of effort actually being put to use and effort being, effort resulting in a really, really great, like, and like the outcome, obviously, Prashant did get the internship at Microsoft, and he enjoyed his time there. But just the journey itself, uh, I think, for a lot of current students uh, who are aspiring to be either data scientists, PMs, um, software developers, full-time developers, it's it's a common ground where like they tend to blame a lot of the third parties out there who who factor into their prime destination, like factor into their process, um, the University of Waterloo, the companies, but at the end of the day, right? Like I think the F, I think from just your journey alone, it explains and it stands out how a lot of the effort is all on you. 
Right. And that's I think that's the biggest thing ever. And you also mentioned that you did a you did a couple internships with Velocity incubators. Sorry, you did it, uh, the internships with incubators. One of them was with Velocity, right? I actually can relate because my first ever unpaid internship was also at Velocity. Um, I did the same thing as you. I cold emailed uh, some of the startups. Uh, I I got I got one response out of all like thirty. I cold emailed and then uh, he was like, "Yeah, Casey, come." come over for an interview and then we'll <laughs> so what I did was I did a lot of business development for him I found investors and sort of organized the business environment for them a little bit and then I also did some R&D research wow. uh, Pork Blood uh, it was a kid, it was the, the company was essentially trying to create an artificial kidney and so I worked a lot with the porcine blood there um, it was really messy uh, I, I had to sign a couple forms ensuring that I was okay with working with blood and everything. Okay. Yeah, but it was it was it was fun. It was fun. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I feel like one of the co- like the core advices is for all the first year students is if you can't find that internship right away, right, it doesn't hurt to try cold emailing and it doesn't hurt to try to use your network and try to find at least a job where you might not be paid a lot, you might not have the reputation that you wish you had. The, you would have to explain to people what your company actually did, right? right? But at the end of the day, like it would pay off eventually. You would enjoy the experience. You would go off to venture more onto other things or you'd go even higher or if you enjoyed your experience at the startup, you would stay there. And uh, yeah, like I think the next question like people might ask is whether or not staying at the startup might be worth it or st- like how worth it is startup experience, right? Because you've worked at two startups, I believe, right? Like, how worth it do you feel like your startup experience was and how worth it do you think startup uh, internship experience is in general for the vast majority of university students? Can you right. give a take? Definitely. Like, you know, today for every question, every goal I have, I always think about building my leverage. Building my leverage. What is leverage? Leverage simply means that having that advantage having that advantage over every single person and using it at the right time which is during your interview like during your interview just think about the direct goal that suppose you're interview with microsoft with google and all of that and you are competing with so many people beside you and you are in the interview and the interviewer asks you that why should i choose you what's your answer and now whatever your answer is backtrack it now build that mm-hmm. and that's how i think like i really think that like you know at that point Every like every every single person, every single student in the line would have done a computer engineering program. Every single person might have been involved in one club, might have like you know done some activity. But then what? Everything after that differentiates you. So how I think about it is simple. Like you know when I wanted to get into a big company because. You know, back in India, when I was applying for Waterloo, when I was thinking about nanotechnology, I wasn't much about nanotechnology. My thought process was more about the co-ops that, hey, I'll be working when I would be, I'll be 17. That's what I really want. And I have four internships. And I, I, I was looking, like, you know, I could imagine this, the, the growth that, all right, first co-op, really small. Second co-op, medium. Third one, large. Last one, MNC. That's the, that should be the, like, you know, growth chart looking like, but that exactly didn't happen. First one, first two are zeros and then like full blast Microsoft. So, you know what? Like, 
you have to be scrappy if you think about if if you want to get into software development you have like every single thing that you want to explore go and explore now if you think getting into a startup is an easier way because you get to work on a business objective you get to work with a really good team go for it if you think taking on a side project working on like tutorials taking on all those boot camps is the way to go go for it so it's all based on your like situation at that moment but definitely startup gives you a really good head start why because you're working for a business objective these guys they like being at curiado i they didn't have a product my first internship curiado they didn't have a product at that time they were constantly pivoting like during my four months they pivoted their product twice that's a big thing why because number one they want to they like they are being scrappy for money they want to optimize because if they don't get in money if they don't get in all those sponsorships if they don't build all those relationships they're going to die so they are moving really fast and being involved in that kind of environment is super beneficial so definitely advice if you want to get into these kind of things data science machine learning software development product management startup is the way to get a head start over every single person that's how you differentiate I definitely agree. I think the startups, like the environment itself, the, the type of work, the versatile work you can do, right? right. The amount of freedom you can have to do this work and how you want to do it, it's probably really important as opposed to like a more corporate company that gives you more set instructions, deadlines and everything, right? I right. think it it definitely gives you a great head start. And sorry, the last question I actually wanted to ask you, and I feel, I feel like this might be the most important one uh, for both the listeners and for you and I as whether or not like you are there any regrets you have um going back uh say that we traveled back in time to uh when you were still applying to the university of waterloo and the co-op program right uh are there any is there anything that you felt like you would have done differently uh for example choose the university choose the co-op program choose the uh, the internships that you wouldn't have done um Choose the Azure Bootcamp, uh, all those Azure uh, courses that you took and everything. Is there anything that you you feel like you could have pivoted towards uh, for a more streamlined success? Because I felt like with your success and my success personally is that we both sort of went on routes that went in zigzags, right? There were ups and downs. There were times when there it was really sad. I felt like it was we weren't accomplishing the things that we really wanted um, to accomplish. We weren't getting the results despite the effort. And we were thinking, when is it finally going to end? When is it actually going to pay off, right? Is there anything where for future students who feel like they're, they want their success to be more uh, a linear regression streamline where they are, fun, they are able to slowly and incrementally build upon the change and the journey that we thought that we would go through, but eventually we went through sort of zigzags. And right. yeah, is there, like, are, is there anything looking back that you felt like you could have done differently? Let me tell you something super cool in response to that question. Think about when you were in high school and you had like a high performer in your class. And by high performer, I mean that this is, he's a nerd. And by that, I mean, he's super intelligent. He scores 100% in everything. What would be your perspective? You'd think that, oh yeah, this guy for sure is gonna go to Google. This guy is for sure gonna go to like big company and is gonna land at a good position. You have, you have no doubt. You are like, all right, he's super intelligent than me. And I, yeah, I rest my case there, right? And then I think about myself. 
I think about myself that exactly a year ago I was I was like really underconfident if that's the word I had no self esteem I had no money <laughs> I everything no or everything less that was me exactly a year ago and today I'm happy I am going towards a goal. I think my life is exciting. So seeing this kind of big transition, I'm like, hey, if everything would be perfect, then my life wouldn't be this exciting right now. I wouldn't be having this kind of mindset that, hey, go for those big big ambitious goals. Why? Because if you think your life is going to be linear, it's not going to be exciting because you always know that, oh, that's going to come, that's going to come, that's going to come, right? But how do you make your life exciting you make your life exciting by having those big ambitious goals and being like i know i'm going to fail i know i'm going to fail but i might learn something completely new out of it and maybe like grow even above it like right now like at microsoft i like being like you know right now i think that hey i did so many things over there like i would be working on my full time position where i would be like building a dashboard i would be like working on a campus champion program where it would be like you know giving out like funding to people and supporting all the students who were doing events on their campus i was leading azure boot camp program where we would like host workshops and hackathons all over canada and then i was also working on this 25 million dollar project like so many different things exactly a year ago i was like sitting in a room and like binge watching gary vaynerchuk such a big difference right so even right now i think about it like you know what should i should i even take nanotechnology like today i go to classes and i'm like i don't think i see myself as a nanotechnology engineer and that's a good that's that's a good thing for me because i kind of explored and now i'm seeing that it's not that like one day suddenly i come out and i'm like oh i don't like this because i have now found what i love and i actually do things that i love and then i say it and that's that's the thing right like when you say you don't like something you should be giving a good proof of what you like and if you are doing something to become better at what you like and you know all those kind of things like that's how i think and i thought that, I thought about it like should I switch to management engineering or systems design or any other program but then I think about it like nanotechnology gives me such a cool co-op uh co-op what do we say system or schedule because my first two co-ops are 4 months and my last two co-ops are 8 months I'm like that is super cool why because if that wouldn't have existed I couldn't have done 8 months at Microsoft if that wouldn't have existed I couldn't do my last 8 months at a big maybe big company maybe a good company and maybe get a really good foundation build a really good relationship with people build a really good network and just improve myself as a good person because all the other programs they just have four four months you constantly keep on switching and i don't think i like that so like you know all those kind of things like everything has pros and cons i should i go for nanotechnology right now i just think of it as a challenge that hey learning circuits learning continuum mechanics learning all these microfabrication like procedures and all is just a challenge for me completed other than that yeah focus on your product management focus on strategy focus on meeting new people like i showed you the message right i connected with this person it, four months ago while i was in microsoft 
and I was just building a relationship. I was like, hey, congratulations, you got a job in Tesla. That is amazing. We like started having a conversation. She shared some ideas from that she that she kind of found from my posts. She was like, I want to share something cool with you, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. A week ago, she got she became the senior manager at Tesla, and I wish her congratulations again. We had that that conversation, and right now she messaged me that Prashant, feel free to like look at all the intern positions, and I can refer you. And that's the thing, right? Like you don't always go in thinking that everything's gonna be right. You always actually you think that everything's gonna be right, but not everything turns out to be right. It's all about what you do after it, right? So I think I have taken really good advantage of the situation I was in because even today I think that hey, for my first internship, I should be early in the game. Like I should have applied. I should have really focused uh, when the time was right. I should have built my resume really good and all of that. I should have joined some clubs during my first year and all. I th- that might be a regret, but I don't think that's a regret because if that wouldn't have happened, I would have improved my cold emailing skills. And today, as I just told you, I would have got my first booking on Airbnb experience, my first booking for cold emailing. That's how I improve my cold emailing. Like I, I in every single thing, I see those pros that hey. Choosing nanotechnology, I get this beautiful co-op program. No matter, I still don't love nanotechnology. Being late in the game during that time, don't worry, you became good at cold emailing, and all of these kind of things. For Microsoft, my biggest regret, like in January, was that hey, I don't think I'm. I I got into a big company, but I don't think I'm having a bigger impact. So my regret was that I'm not choosing a big enough project. Because of that regret, I got to work on twenty-five million dollar project. A big pro. Like, if you are not put into those kind of stressful situations, if you just don't always think about doing something bigger, better, better, you don't improve. You don't find those cool things that might come up. Right. Right. I think that might be the perfect answer, honestly, because like from obviously there's a lot of students out there, including perhaps you and I, right? And I actually, um, I actually uh, started writing a medium article about this. Is I started read, uh, writing about what I call the immature decision, right? Where essentially we might have accidentally chosen the program that we wanted to enroll in university, and then future on, uh, going into the present, we realize that this isn't the actual program we we perhaps wanted to go into. It doesn't align the most with the job that we're perhaps getting through internships and co-ops, right? Uh, but. I've always want been curious as to like because this decision is sort of inevitable, right? Because you're an immature age where you're not hundred percent sure what you actually want to do, so you just go for it. But switching programs, taking electives, and there's sacrifices of money, time, a lot of effort, right? Where you feel like you could might perhaps do something else, and that is get co-ops and internships um, and build experience, build networks, right? That helps you land that job despite your program difference. And your right. back, uh, your educational background, right? And so that's why I wanted to ask Prashant that question of whether or not students should really look out for. Obviously, if you have um, if you have a set goal in mind of what you want to do in the future, obviously you should choose that program that well aligns with it. But if you're still not sure yet, there are a lot of people like Prashant and I who have journeyed through that way of not understanding what they wanted to do yet, discover new things, 
build that network, build that trust, and eventually good things will happen, right? So at the end of the day, um, I hope you guys uh, still enjoyed what Prashant and I had to say uh, about this podcast, about both product management, uh, his experience at Microsoft, how we got into product management, and overall how um, our university experience has shaped who we are today. So thank you again for listening and tuning into our podcast, and we will see you again, guys, soon. Thank you again. And I think that will wrap it.